Welcome everyone to Balance Your Life Podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I'm the host of this podcast and the creator of Balance by Megan. On this podcast, we talk about all things yoga, wellness, health, and spirituality with guests from around the world. So grab your crystals, grab your essential oils, and let's dive into it. I just discovered that through yoga, I was able to heal so much quicker and so much more like holistically, um, I felt so much better and stronger in my, in my body, like in half the time. That was a clip from our guest on today's show, Satira Field. Before we dive into the episode though, a quick announcement about my new one-to-one mentorship program. This program is designed to help you elevate and shift your mindset and energy, discover your purpose and create a positive transformation in your life. I am accepting modern millennial babes right now to be placed on the waiting list for this program launch. You can email me info at balancebymegan.com and let me know you want in and we'll see if we can create some magic together. Today's episode is with Satira Field. Satira is a mother of three, a former dancer turned yoga teacher and yoga studio owner. On this episode, we discuss Satira's rock climbing incident that left her with a broken leg and how yoga ended up healing her more holistically than physical therapy did. We also discuss what it was like for her to take her teacher training, open her own studio, develop her own myofascial release method called Naughty or Nice, and so much more. This is an episode you don't want to miss. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode with Satira Field. Welcome to the show, Satira. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Amazing. So we have quite a reach with people around the world here. So can you let everyone know where you are joining us from today? Sure. Uh, Satira Field and I uh, work and live in uh, the Washington, D.C. area. It's called uh, Northern Virginia. Okay. So my yoga Satara Yoga is in Northern Virginia. Amazing. I love it. Perfect. So let's dive right into the nitty gritty of everything. How did your yoga journey start for you? So I actually, um, like a lot of people I know, kind of, you know, it came on with a bang. It was pretty dramatic. I fell off a cliff. I broke my tibia fibula. This was when I was this was like 25 years ago. So yoga was quite a bit different back then. Um, but, uh, but so I, after I did like routine physical therapy, I realized I needed like way more, um, rehabilitation, Mm -hmm. uh, for my leg. And, uh, which I didn't realize at the time, I actually also needed to be able to trust my body again. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I found Iyengar yoga. So back then, back in the day, there was really only like Hatha yoga and Iyengar yoga, at least um, in where I grew up, which is uh, in Texas, in Austin, Texas. Um, so, you know, there's always that keep Austin weird, right? So I was exposed to yoga. Um, you know, it was like already a thing, like way back then. Um, so yeah, so that's, that was my introduction is, is through Iyengar yoga, which is really, um, like I said, rehabilitative, you know? Um, and the fact that I ended up getting so many more benefits out of it, mind, body, spirit kind of stuff, uh, you know, made me stick with it. Um, and it was quite a number of years later that I decided to be a teacher. Oh my gosh. I love it. Um, oh, I'm so sorry that that's how your journey started, but it is amazing how much 
that yoga can change your life from an incident as breaking you said your tibia and your fibia and your leg yeah so so yeah so i broke uh, my right leg my bottom half of my right leg both my bones compound fracture i was in a wheelchair so i before that i was actually a dancer and um you know part of my um my happy place if you will uh was you know being in my body dancing just you know getting out of my head um and after i broke my leg i wasn't able to dance anymore i mean i still have very limited range of motion. I still have way, you know, I, I have major issues in my body because of it. I'm structural issues. Um, you wouldn't know it, right? Because I do this thing called yoga all the time. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like everybody, you know, there's, uh, I, I had an injury and issues related to, to that. So um, yeah, so I think, you know, one of the interesting parts of it, like I said, like I mentioned before about like trusting my body again, um, after I started getting into yoga and sort of understanding all the, you know, deeper levels of it, um, I understood that it was like a perfect way for me to uh, start to listen to internal dialogue, right? So yeah. then it became something that wasn't like just on a physical level. It was something like I, I was able to um, kind of use this, uh, this platform of a yoga class to, to really like start to pay attention to what, you know, my internal narrative and dialogue was. And, and it was able to help me rewrite a lot of really, really bad patterns. Um, I, uh, I grew up in kind of a rough and tumble area of, uh, of, uh, Texas. And, um, so it was, it was definitely something that I didn't know I needed, but, uh, once I got into it, um, really did change my life. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. I, yoga absolutely changed my life as well. But um, why yoga? Like, what was it that made you decide that you needed to do yoga as a form of rehabilitation? Okay, so I did, like I said, the, the traditional physical therapy thing. And um, there was, you know, there's a great thing. And I actually work with a lot of physical therapists. I have physical therapists mm -hmm. that are good friends. I was actually studying to be a physical therapist when surprise baby number three came into my life. So I have nothing against physical therapy. I think it's amazing. Um, but it is very uh, segregated in a way, okay. right? Like if you go in for physical therapy and like uh, for an issue in your ankle, you'll work on your ankle, right? But you won't necessarily, some of them do, but you, uh, most physical therapists won't necessarily work you know, all the fascial lines that relate, relate to your ankle and help you build up proprioception skills back into your ankle and all these other things. And so um, I just, I just discovered that through yoga, I was able to heal so much quicker and so much more like holistically. Yeah. Um, I felt so much better and stronger in my, in my body, like in half the time. Yeah. That I spent in physical therapy. So I just realized, wow, there's really something here. This is not just about like, you know, healing my leg anymore. This is about something like healing myself, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, you know, and because of it, I got way stronger and way happier, you know, and who doesn't want that? <laughs> so no, that's absolutely. what told me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did somebody like mention to you that you should try yoga or were you just like, it just like dawned on you like, Hey, I should try this yoga thing. Well, okay. So like I said, I grew up in Austin, Texas, which yeah. is where like Whole Foods started in Austin. Okay. So there was a sensory deprivation tank down the street from uh, my house. Nice. And like, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, going to book people and reading crazy books about chakras when I was like 15. 
Okay. Right. So it's, so I definitely came out of that. Um, you know, those were the influences around me at the time. So yeah, I definitely knew about yoga, even okay. though I had, um, practiced it before. Okay. Yeah. No, the, um, only reason I ask is, um, I wasn't sure if you had like a little bit of a spiritual background, spiritual background in a sense. Um, my husband had blown out two discs in his back and I told him like, you should try this thing called, you know, this thing that I do yoga, it's going to help you. Sure. And he's like, I, what? Like yoga just like didn't comprehend that that could be a way to heal himself. So sure. it, it sounds like you, you dabbled a little bit into it before. And, um, yeah, no, my, I started yoga with yoga with Adrian. So Adrian Mishler, who's from Texas. So I wasn't sure if it's like a big thing down there. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's different avenues you can arrive at it. Right. It's like, you know, I definitely, um, I came into it from the physical, right. And realized the greater benefits, you know, mind, body, spirit afterwards, but I'm sure other people like, you know, the philosophy, the beauty of the poetry, sometimes that attracts people to yoga too. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, I love all of that. That's so good. When you were going through everything, like the, your recovery, was there any other part of yoga, whether the philosophy, whether something totally not yoga in a sense, but related to a wellness field, did that help you recover faster or help you continue on this path of um, healing yourself? I mean, you mean like, was there like a complimentary wellness plan I was doing or something? Yeah. Was there anything else that kind of helped you along on this path? Um, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I was drinking, you know, spirulina green smoothies in high school and I was reading, you know, uh, about the chakras. Um, I always, you know, the, the, uh, the beauty and the poetry, um, the be- you know, the, the more philosophical aspects of yoga. Um, definitely, you know, captured my attention for sure. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it's, uh, like I said before, I was a dancer and okay. uh, I studied art. So art has been a huge, like, influencer in, in my life. And I think, I, you know, what I realized through yoga is that it's almost like, it's like this very accessible art form that everybody can participate in, everybody who has a body, you yeah. know? And it's like you can really um, use these shapes to... Um, to, you know, create, uh, you know, not even just necessarily like a beauty in the, the shape, but even um, you can use these shapes to actually change how you feel internally. And so it, it just, it, all of a sudden, like the, there's like a, um, you know, people talk about like a radiance or, you know, I talk in my studio a lot about find your shine. It, it's almost like when you can tap into that stuff, that it, you, you really do feel like this essence, this radiance um, this connectivity, um, flowing through you. And it's just, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's almost addictive, right? Cause it's yeah. like, Oh, this is, you know, you know, we all feel, you know, isolated and alone. And then you start having these, this shared experience where you're creating this beauty together. And all of a sudden the experience is much more about community and being humble and one. And, and so, um, I wouldn't say necessarily, that there was like a, a complementary line of um, wellness. It really was through yoga, but I really did start to experience it from all these different ways that, you know, just really fed my soul, really. I love that so, so much. And let's talk a little bit about your studio because I love your 
your slogan or your, your mantra of find your shine. I saw that and I was like, this is amazing. I think it's so cute and it's so suited to, yeah, yeah, allowing people to find their shine in whatever form is best for them. So what made you decide that you wanted to become a yoga teacher and not only do that, but open your own studio? Yeah, so I started uh, teaching yoga, let me think, I guess it was about 18 years ago now, 17, 18 years ago. Um, And I started, I actually moved uh, briefly to Italy, and um, it was my first time in my life that I'd ever, um, you know, completely been alone, like totally self-reliant, didn't know anybody. Um, And so, you know, being in a situation like that, um, it it really kind of forces you to self-examine right? And be like, well, what do I want to do? This is just about me, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and because I had that space and clarity, um, I realized that this, this thing that I'd been practicing for a long time and feeling like I've mentioned before, all the amazing benefits from it. I was like, you know what? I, I think that I would like to share that. Um, and partly because, um, at right about that time when I moved to Italy, um, my favorite teachers, um, my favorite teachers moved and I couldn't find a class that I really liked. So I was like, well, if I can't find a class that I really like, maybe I should create it. <laughs> so um, that's what I did. And, um, and like I said, it was you know quite a number of years ago. I was actually in the first teacher training um, it, of vinyasa in the Washington DC area. Now, of course, there's like bajillions of them, but um, <laughs> yeah, but so, you know, because of that, there's, you know, there, kind of like the heart of, um, of, uh, DC yoga. Um, you know, we, uh, me and a few other people kind of, you know, embody, you know, that a little bit. So that was really neat, neat experience. Yeah. That's so amazing. What was it like to open a studio and put well, yourself I out there? Had, uh, I actually taught at studios and privately for 15 years before I opened my studio. Okay. So, uh, I actually, we started, we opened the studio with a Kickstarter campaign. Okay. Um, so it was, it was community focused from the very beginning. Um, and, uh, I don't know if you know about a Kickstarter campaign, but it's kind of cool because you, you'd say how much, um, you need to raise in order to, you know, create whatever it is that you're creating. And if you don't get to that number, you get nothing. So, uh, so it was really, um, so it's a, a, you know, you had, I really like had to, you know, believe in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> believe that this is gonna happen. Um, and uh, and I don't know. I feel like um, in some ways we just, you know, at first it was, um, you know, it was just all about us, you know, getting in and like the logistics of it. But I think really, really quickly, um, it became something so much more bigger than uh, just me and my husband, who helped me and still helps me quite a bit in the business it's almost like we just, um, we started the heartbeat, you know, and the heartbeat of the studio. And now it's pumping on its own, like with, with the community. I mean, it's, it's a really amazing group of people, um, that come in and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's way bigger than me. I have a, we have uh, about 12 teachers on staff. Wow. Teachers I think are the best of the best. None of them, they do this for a living. Okay. So none of them have like, you know, quote unquote, regular jobs and just do this to feed their soul. This is like what we do. This is like our sole focus. So it's, so it's different, right? I mean, we definitely um, are focusing more on uh, building up the teacher 
Um, we do a lot to help build up the teacher's own brand. So it's, again, it's less about the studio, more about the community, more about the teacher. So that's been our focus from the beginning. I love that. I think that's such a different approach, at least it where is. I am. Yeah. So it in is. general, it's, it's, yeah, that's amazing. So tell me a little bit more, like, what, what is kind of the philosophy at the studio? What kind of teachings do you offer? What kind of workshops and classes? And how do you help these teachers be their own brand? Well, okay, so first of all, um, one of the things that I think separates uh, the teachers that, that are on our team is um, we all view um, this thing called yoga as a tool that is there to help people be better off the mat, okay? So the, I, I kind of feel like there, in some ways there's sort of two different approaches for like how you can um, you know, approach teaching yoga. One is uh, honor the tradition strictly, right? And another is, and so, so essentially like you practice the pose to get it right and you sort of like all your effort is like honoring that lineage of yoga or you can use yoga as a tool to see how you respond to these poses, right, physically and mentally, and see how you can create, how you can take some of these, let's say, lessons that you learn on the mat into your daily life. So um, we, we go for, you know, the second version, which is yoga should be a tool. Like, it's, it's not to not honor the lineage. I mean, like, we totally honor the timeless, amazing traditions. Um, and, you know, we all are very steeped in it and understand it, you know, very well, but I think that, you know, I don't think that we do yoga to honor yoga. Mm -hmm. I think we do yoga to honor the individual. Yes. And so I think because of that, people feel immediately like they're getting, they're, they're just boosted, right? So it's like that whole find your shine bit. It's like they're energized, they're ready for their day and they're calm and they work from a place of centered awareness, right? And so all of those lessons can play out in a, in a yoga class. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's more like I teach at a studio, but I, I come from that philosophy as well. It's like you live your, your yoga and you can, like I incorporate, like my classes always have like breathing and then an asana part of it and always a meditation. But the whole premise or purpose behind it is like, take what you leave, leave what doesn't serve you right now in this moment it might serve you tomorrow but if it doesn't feel good at that right now then don't do it it's like the tantric philosophy of like yeah live your yoga everything is right now you don't strive for it but it's right. you're living it in the moment I love that philosophy yeah. amazing yeah and so when you start to uncover those layers you find your shine right yeah. so that's the idea Absolutely. And I think like yoga, like anything, I mean, even our yoga poses right now, like they have changed throughout time. So I don't think there's anything Absolutely. right. Like even like the way you move in and out of triangle is changed because we're like, Oh, that's not really great for the knee joint anymore. Sure. How do we adapt it to serve people in this day and age? It should change. I think at least. in yeah. <laughs> Oh, I do too. I mean, I think I see that as a, a sign of health, right? Yeah. I Anything with growth and change is, it means that it's, you know, healthy as yeah. opposed to stagnant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. So we were talking about this before we hopped on the call and I was so excited about it. 
I know that you offer a very specific, your own form of like myofascial release. Can we yeah. get a little bit into that? Because I love it. And I know everybody listening is going to want to know about it. Absolutely. Be happy to. So um, I created a, a myofascial release method called um, Naughty and Nice. And I did that, you know, partly because, um, well, it's Naughty spelled N-A-D-I. Yeah. So it's all about opening up these pressure point lines in your body, which are called Naughty lines, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I did it kind of tongue in cheek, right? Cause they're called naughty balls. And part of it is to like immediately kind of disarm people, right? It's like, we're, we're doing this deep, if this deep release work, and if we can't like laugh about it, if we can't like have a, a light, you know, lighthearted, you know, viewpoint of it, then we're kind of missing the point, right? It's all about stress release. And, um, and so that's, you know, part of it. I, all, I make people laugh in my classes every time. You know, like yeah. they, I think that's a big part of it, right? Like, like it should be fun. Yeah. And so this whole, I, I felt like, um, you know, so I've been doing this for about a decade and, and whenever I would go to, um, workshops on this or whatever, or work with physical therapists who use it and it's all like, it's all very serious. Like it's myofascial release, you know, and most people don't even know what that is. <laughs> and even if they do know what it is, it sounds so clinical. Right. Yeah. So I was just like, Let's make it accessible to people and, you know, let people have a good laugh about it and then get to work, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so what they, so, um, I studied Thai yoga massage. I've been practicing, um, offering Thai yoga massage for about 13 years. And one of the beautiful things about Thai yoga massage is it stretches and massages the muscles at the same time. And so you get not, it's like getting a massage and a yoga class all at once, right? Yeah. So, and so I figured out how to use the myofascial release balls and designed my own, uh, style of them specifically for this. Um, so that, uh, so that you could get into these hard to reach places mm -hmm. that you can't get into with, with a yoga class or foam rolling. And, um, it just means that like you immediately feel this benefit of stretch strength and release. So I just, it, it all, you know, I, I started getting so much great feedback from people, you know, cause I was, you know, doing this for a long time and I was like, you know what, I, I've, I've already started doing it my own way. Right. Um, so let me go ahead and just, you know, get it set in stone. And so that's what, that's kind of how the naughty and nice method, you know, was created. I, I love it. When you said that, I was like, this, it's so <laughs> Just right. so good. It makes me smile just even saying it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's awesome. Is your plan to like give people the tools to use this method as well, or do you want to keep it just like for your community? No, absolutely. I mean, um, like I uh I encourage people to, you know, to play around with it. Um you know, it, like anything, you got to understand some of the basics. Um, I, I do, um, I'm getting ready to launch my first training. In cool. it, actually. So for yoga teachers or physical therapists or any kind of body worker professional, because everybody can use it. Um, and I, I have used it in all I don't, types of um, environments. And um, so, so yeah, so like I have this training. And then I also, um, twice a week at my studio, I offer a group class called naughty and nice vinyasa flow. So okay. you actually use the ball in the vinyasa flow. And it is like, so cool because you have something, you have this, this little something that gives you this feedback that you just don't get any other way. 
Yeah. So, uh, so, so people get a lot more out of their just regular old yoga class. Right. Um, so I just have found all these different ways, uh, all these modalities, you know, to use it with. I also use it therapeutically with people who, um, who, you know, physical therapy just wasn't working for them. I have a lot of people who, after they come to physical therapy, they come see me for a private, um, or some of the people that I've uh, trained, and then it's, uh, yeah, they get what they had been looking for. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's so simple, right? I'm all about, like, straightforward, easy, and simple, right? So, uh, so that's, that was, uh, I, I, you know, and I, I actually have free videos online. Cool. That show, uh, they're really easy, small, bite-sized videos. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, everybody, I think, because it's new, I think it's really important to at least do a few classes and ask some questions before you start doing it on your own. But it's, uh, but I try to make it as foolproof as possible so that anybody can do it at any time. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to grab that, um, those videos from you and I'll link them in the show notes for people. I love myofascial release. And when I did, I think I just did like a random workshop at our studio and I was like, well, like what the heck? It's supposed to be like self-massage. It sounds pretty great. Like let's give this a go. And yeah, for me, I noticed like if I roll out my feet, and I do like a forward fold, I can go so much deeper what like my hamstrings are open. Um, My husband does it for his back. And he notices that it takes pressure out of his lower back. It's the bomb. Yeah, Yeah. that's so cool. You know, so um, I do. um, I like to use all these like, um, little tricks that show people really quickly, like instantaneously, what this stuff called fascia is and how it relates. So you actually feel it. Like I have a couple little super easy, like I call them tricks, but they're not. It's just like, you know, you put the slack in the fascia and then you tighten it and then you, and you actually feel it. And then so that, so that all this stuff, you know, everybody's like, it's all connected and there's all this like, you know, um, theoretical talk about it, but we don't really, at least, I don't know, for me, like I, it it took me, you know, working with something like the, the naughty balls to figure out, like, to actually feel it, like, actually experience it in my body. And so then it went from something just intellectual to something you could feel. And that's when all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, my posture really is affecting everything else, you know? So it's those moments that I see people, like, have that little, like, shift in their awareness. And it's like, it it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I I love it. I serve it by it. I'm excited to find out more about your training yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun for sure is there anything else that you use either daily in your life or that you swear by that has made your spiritual or your yoga journey blossom and like keep going on your path I think it's you know of course self-care is yeah. incredibly important and sometimes it comes in a package that you you know that doesn't fit like the subscribed yeah. You know, um, you know, self-care, you know, like eating great. And I'm not saying I don't do those things. I do. But <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying is sometimes honoring the fact that you just want to be lazy and, <laughs> and zone out. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like sometimes we set the bar too high. I mean, I'm a wellness professional, right? Mm-hmm. I do this stuff uh, on a regular basis, but I also like, I, I, I'm also a mother of three. I run my own business and it's sometimes, you know, the idea of like, um, striving for, 
um, this perfect self-care um, is actually counterproductive. And so sometimes just like taking a bath, locking the door and taking a bath mm-hmm. and zoning out, you know, I, I, what I'm trying to say is like, I, I, I hope for people a lot of times um, that they will stop trying to do what's the subscription of self-care and just really start to listen. Like, just be quiet for a few moments and listen to what it is you need. And maybe you need some junk food and some tea, you know? And, and, you, and you fully embrace and honor it and you're fully present with your junk food and your tea. And yeah. then you're able to be fulfilled. You were able to sort of fill whatever was lacking and then you move on to be your best self. Does that make sense? Yes. No, I, <laughs> this is just like raising so much for me because I'm, it, it dawned on me relatively recently where I was listening to what other people were doing for their quote unquote self-care routine and how they were successful. And people would be like, I journal for half an hour every single morning. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so I'm going to start journaling. And then it was like right. a few months later, I was like, I fucking hate journaling. Like, <laughs> I just, like, like it seems like such a task to do for me. Right. Why am I doing this? And it was like, for me, I'm like, I, I like to take bath. I like to go and get my nails done. That might not be for everybody, but it right. feels good to me. Sure. You're right. So it's, it's, I'm reading the book. The start, There's going to be a lot of F-bombs in a very short amount of time. Right? <laughs> I'm reading the subtle art of not giving a fuck. And Mark Manson, do you know the book? No, that sounds oh, great. It's right up my alley. It's so good. He swears a lot okay. in the book. So if you're like, I don't like to swear, this book is not for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he talks about this perspective of like, it's so, it's such a negative experience to always be positive and always trying to strive for. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And he's like, it's okay that if you, maybe you do suck at an instrument and it's okay to honor that and not right. try to like make it a woo woo thing and be grateful. Like just honor that you suck at it and <laughs> with your life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's like, if we're always going for like, I got to do better and I got to do this, then how, how is that positive? It automatically becomes, it's counterintuitive. It becomes a negative experience for you. So stop doing it. And this is also plays out on the yoga mat. Yeah. Right. Especially like in this, the world of Instagram where the yoga poses. Mm-hmm. Right. And so people will like, so you can either honor the pose yep. in the moment and like try to make it perfect. Yep. Or you can honor yourself yep. and back off a little bit. Yeah. Experience, you know, that, that whatever you're experiencing it, notice your reaction to it and decide if that reaction is healthy or not. Yeah. And that, and that, and then that cycle plays out again and again. And so then when you like go to these self-care experiences, they don't have to be these, like, I have to set aside, you know, everything and just focus on me. Yeah, that's good. And you should try to do that. Right. Like there's a reason that these things, you know, are beneficial, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, like lighten up. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you just gotta like, just forget it. You know, just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so like that. And it's, I, when I do teach now, I like notice people who like look at other people on the mat and I'm like, don't focus on what's going on. Like focus on yourself. And like, for me, like I've always enjoyed the practice of like an inversion to me. There's like a disciplinary act behind it. 
Sure. But there's other poses that I do where I'm like, I don't like it. Like, I don't want to do all the arm balances. I like doing like handstand, but, and it took a long time for me to realize that it was like my ego who was like, well, you have to nail this. You have to nail this. Right. People are watching you in a studio and you can't do it. Like, how do you call yourself a teacher? Literally like went through my head yesterday and it was like, no, it doesn't feel good. I don't, I can't get into that shape right now, maybe one day, but like, just, Oh my God, just do it for yourself. And yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and then, and then when you, so this is, again, goes back to my find your shine. Yeah. Uh, So my, the crux of it is when you can embrace your vulnerability, mm-hmm. then you'll allow other people to do the same. Yeah. And that's when real connection and growth happens. And yeah. that's when real love happens. And so that's the, the, like, if you were to kind of boil it down, right. The idea of like, like you just said, like embrace your vulnerability and not try to like perform. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, just, just let yourself experience that is so uh, that authentic experience for people when people see that is so disarming and makes them feel so much better about themselves because now it's like, it's not just about me good or you bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not black and white. Yeah. So I think that, the, you know, that's, that's a huge, um, you know, a huge place, like a, a major force of what I, of what I do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And for anybody who's listening, I hurt myself yesterday trying to go into a pose that I totally ego based and then like hurt, like I'm, I'm fine, but it was like, and as soon as I did it, I was like, ah, that was total ego based. Like I, I just wanted to do it and I wasn't warmed up enough for it. It's not even a pose that I generally like, but the teacher said, okay, we're going to try, you know, flying side pit or flying side crow pose. And I was like, oh, I can freaking do it. And <laughs> as soon as I did it, I was like, shit. And the rest of the class, I couldn't, like, I had to take it easy because I was yeah. like, total ego based. But yeah. it, it happens. But I think it does. yoga has given me the knowledge to recognize that was totally ego based. Right. And, okay. exactly. <laughs> and so that's the work then, yep. right? Yep. It's not, yeah. 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 So good. Do you have any tips or tricks for anybody who is starting maybe their own yoga practice, maybe their own wellness and health journey? What sort of tips would you say give to somebody about starting? So, I mean, I think, you know, we, like we've already talked about in terms of uh, not expecting perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's hard to do though, because again, like, especially now, I mean, like, so it, I think, okay. So for me, starting my yoga practice was so different 25 years ago, right? Yeah. Okay, so a man, it was always a man, would come out in the room wearing like a diaper and nothing else. And then about five minutes into class, he'd be like, okay, stand on your head, yeah. you know? So it's so very different in terms of like the way that the classes are constructed and like the whole experience of it. Um, so I, I think just try out a lot of different styles. Like don't, if you go to like one yoga class or go to four yoga classes and you say you hate yoga, then you haven't really, there, there's so many, there's so many variations. There's so many types of styles of teaching uh, these days that I think, um, you know, just stay honest about the search, right? Mm-hmm. 
like, don't let yourself get discouraged about, um, you know, if you, if you go to a class and you're just like, Oh, this yoga thing's not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and if, and if you do come to that conclusion, then maybe you should be like, well, why is yoga not for, you know, because yep. maybe it's not right. Um, maybe it's not, maybe like, that's just not what you need. Maybe you need to go outside and pound the pavement and run really hard for an hour, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think like being honest about the trying it, yep. you know, really giving, um, really giving yourself time to try things as opposed to just, you know, hang it up after you try a couple classes. Yeah. Um, I think that's important, you know, cause, cause the right class is there for you. You just have to, you just have to be patient. You yeah. know, I, I'm not a patient person and yoga has taught me how to be patient. And I think honestly it's helped. Well, I know it's helped me be a better mother and partner and a better yoga teacher because, you know, and a yoga, better yoga practitioner, right? Um, and a better person, <laughs> you know, their neighbor. Everyone. <laughs> uh, because, you know, like the, the interesting thing is you got to be patient with your body. And because with your mind can, um, you know, to like Hanuman mind, right? Like we know in like some of the yoga philosophy of it, right? It's your mind has the ability to, because it lives in Vata land, right? It can jump from one thought to the other instantaneously yeah but your body is a physical you know it's a grounded experience mm -hmm. right and those tissues just have a different timeline yeah I mean your body just has a different timeline than your mind does and so being patient with your body and finding whatever type of self-care makes your body feel good and supported is so beneficial for your mind because it means that your mind can then be, you know, feel like your mind and your body are on the same page. They're yeah. on the same team. You know, that's the connection. Yeah. No, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more with that. And I always say, just start, commit to yourself that you're going to try even seven days of yoga. Yeah. I think you can't really make a decision after one class unless you absolutely no. loved it, right. but try a few different things. And I, I'm more saying it in my classes than I used to, but like yoga is not a pose that you see on the mat. There's nothing wrong with wanting to nail a pose. Like to me, that's tapas. It's staying disciplined. It's building heat and committing to, if that's a pose that you want to do and it feels good to you, keep trying for a while. Right. Not? But I think it's, Trying a few different things, maybe if you're a super busy person, maybe you do work out a lot, try something that's slowing you down a little bit exactly. and embrace that. And the yeah. opposite, I also think that people need to, I think it's good to have a good sweat and whether that is yeah. a strong vinyasa class or it could be a run. Like to me, sure. yoga is any for form of movement that feels good in your body and yeah, it's testing you in different ways. It's telling you to build some heat and it's also on days telling you to slow down. So yeah, just give it a try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Is there anything else that you wanted to share either about your studio or about your journey with our listeners? I mean, I don't know if you have uh, yoga teachers that tend to listen to your podcast a lot, but um, I wanted to say uh, what the one suggest, you know, I get, because, you know, I've been doing this a long time and now I have a studio. That's the number one question I get asked is like, what would you, um, 
what would you recommend to teachers in terms of, you know, you know, like if, if you could just do like a one, one off recommendation. And, um, I, my recommendation to teachers is to be extremely clear with your communication, mm-hmm. right? To really, really slow down and think about what you're saying and how it um, affects people in the room. Yeah. Um, because it's amazing how um, sometimes I think teachers can kind of hide behind this flowery language and not really understand what it is that they're what they're saying, or maybe they do understand what they're trying to say, but it's at such a different level that it doesn't, you know, actually connect to anybody. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that the most doesn't matter, like how perfect your own practices or whatever. I think if you can figure out how to communicate clearly mm-hmm. about what it is that you're asking people to do, cause they want to do what you're asking them to do. Yeah. Sometimes we just don't understand your words, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I think if you could, uh, you know, if, if that's the one thing that I ask, you know, that I advice that I get to teachers, especially, um, well, any level of teacher really is to just kind of examine like your communication in the class. I think that's a, that's a, an excellent teacher yeah. is somebody that can communicate well, no matter what type of yoga it is. Yeah. You know, um, those, at least in my experience, those are the classes where I feel like Oh, I I can't, I got the experience, this different experience that's challenged me, but also me, um, but also I feel like I can participate in it, right? Yeah. No, that's yeah. so good. That's so good. And we have a variety. I have some yoga teachers who listen. I have other people who just enjoy the practice. But I think that's good advice for any direction in your life. If you sure. are considered not quote unquote like an expert, but a little further ahead than your ideal client or whoever you're dealing with, it's important to know that they might, they might be at step one. Like for example, yesterday I had a private client and to me, like I end every class, we all like say namaste together. We all end together. And her question was, should I say namaste back? And it was such a simple, like for me, it was like, Oh, like I do it in class because I know that, but I can appreciate if you're brand new to the practice. And I mean, she, she's never done yoga before. She knows it's good for her. She's like, I know you're a yoga teacher. I don't want to go into a studio, but I want to try this thing called yoga. And to me, it was like, Oh yeah. Like I, I never clearly communicated that you can, or you can choose not to say namaste, but it was such a like light bulb moment of like, wow. Like she is such a beginner that she doesn't, she didn't know whether she should or she shouldn't. And it was like, wow, like we might say something because it sounds really fancy. And, you know, we know all the Sanskrit words, but people in a room might not. And they don't know, they don't want to seem silly by asking in front of a group of people or even to themselves. Like they don't want that ego to say like, well, you should know this. So I think that's really, really good advice. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah. So I have something that I've been doing kind of lately. It's called a speed round and it's not necessarily how fast you can answer, but in as few words, maybe a sentence. Uh Oh yeah, it's good. though. Uh, You're going to love it. You're okay. (laughs) You're going to love it. And I might take you off a little bit on a tangent, but I'll, I'll just ask you these questions and then just answer to the best of your ability. Okay. So what's a podcast, book, or resource that you would recommend to our audience? 
Um, you wanted it quick, right? Uh, Just even like a one sentence, uh, like one word. Yoga Land. Yoga Land okay. podcast. Jason Crandall and I can never remember her name. Andrea, Andrea Peretti. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Okay. Love it. Who is your favorite influencer or person that you look up to for inspiration? Oh, Jason Crandall. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprising. Um, no, I also love Shiva Ray also. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Perfect. What are you grateful for today? Mm, this weather. Beautiful yeah. weather today. Yeah. Beautiful fall weather. Yeah. It's been nice here too. I'm like, yay. I don't like the cold. So the, the warm weather has been lovely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is your spirit animal? Oh, lion. Oh, three okay. times people have said lion on this podcast. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Got a bunch of fiery, uh, a bunch of pizza ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And then what is your favorite style of yoga asana or yoga movement to practice? The myofascial release yoga body rolling. It's not nice. Yeah. Everybody's going to be like, we got to get studio yeah. and try it Cause you know why? Because if it feels nice, it must be naughty. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> you that, I was like, this is perfect. <laughs> I could keep going if you want. No, just yeah. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Where can everybody go and find you? Where can they connect with you? And if they're in the DC area, where can they practice with you? Yeah. So our website is sateryoga.com. It's S Y T E R A yoga.com. And that's where you can find, uh, I have free videos uh, bite-sized videos of, uh, yoga poses and, uh, like little yoga sequences and the, uh, myo release, uh, myofascial release videos as well. Amazing. I will link all of this in the show notes right. in case anyone's walking, driving, practicing handstands. I will get the show notes for them. Thank you so Excellent. much for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you to my guest Satira for being on the show. If you haven't done so already, please take a moment to rate and review the show as well as share the podcast with others. Your support truly does make a difference in growing the show and this community. Make sure you stop by and say hi on social media. Take a screenshot of yourself listening to this podcast episode. Tag me at Balanced by Megan and tag our guest so we can share it out on our stories as well. Until next week, yogis, I will see you then. Namaste.